Hallelujah. Somebody wrote that song. Amen. And they didn't want to be unbiblical because the Bible. Amen. Amen. I heard them sing it one time. The Bible said we'll be caught away. That's the King James Version. I don't know what the original says. I actually heard them. I went to a place one time and we were in service with them and that's how they sung it. I'll be caught away because they didn't want to be unbiblical. Basically the same thing. We are going to be, the trump of God is going to sound. The dead in Christ shall rise first. That means people in a grave. Then those which remain in our lives shall be caught up in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. We're going to go to be with the Lord. Hallelujah. And all the stuff that you feel like is too tough and too hard and all the things that you've been, you feel like you've suffered through, amen, to get there. It's going to be nothing. It'll be worth it all, amen, once we get there. Hallelujah. Amen. Great seeing you. Thank you for the response to the presence of the Lord. Amen. Thank you for the response to giving. Giving is another form of worship. If you want to get blessed, Amen. That's one way to get the door open to be blessed when you give. Give and it shall be given. Amen. Stingy people. Amen. It's kind of hard for God to bless stingy folks. So again, along with Pastor Chad, thank you. Those of you who've made a commitment. Uh, and I found I found this about commitments. If I don't make a commitment, most of the time I won't do it. You know, I if I just let myself off easy, like, well, we'll see, we'll see, or we'll, we'll cross that bridge. You know, normally I'll never get to that bridge. You know, if I do, well, I never make. No, the way I do things, if it's important to me, I make a commitment. I'm going to do this every week, every month. And some of you have done that. Thank you so much. That's not only, that's how we, not only going to get in the building, but that's how we're going to pay for the building. And we could, there's no way we could have done this without your giving and your generosity. So thank you, amen, for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John chapter 11, uh, a scripture that we probably quote kind of uh, partially, you know, just kind of throw it out there. But I want to just go a little bit deeper today. John 38, uh, I mean 11 and verse 38 through 44. Amen. I see you this front row, man. These guys got their Bibles. Amen. The Bible, Bible called that the sword. You got to only get in a fight with them. They have the sword of the Spirit over here. Amen. I love to see that. And just in case you don't have your Bible, they can keep up with me. They can make sure I'm saying this right and reading it right. It's a, it's a good thing, guys. Hallelujah. Verse 38. Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. He's speaking of Lazarus. Speaking about Lazarus that had died. There's a whole chapter here about this. And Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Verse 41. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said Father I thank thee that thou hast heard me and I knew that thou hearest me always know that thou hearest me always but because of the people which stand by I said it and they may, that they may believe that thou hast sent me and when he thus had spoken he cried with a loud voice Lazarus come forth 
Hallelujah. He was calling a dead man out of the grave, out of the tomb. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. Hallelujah. I'm starting a little late. I will be mindful of us today. Amen. Try not to preach as long as I did last week. I went about close to an hour last week. I normally don't do that. But just, just bear with me a moment. I just could not get away from this scripture. I had to read it over again. I wasn't sure exactly how it, how it went. I, I knew the gist of it and the end of it, but I, I, I kind of read the, the whole story. Amen. So uh, I, I feel like God might have something to drop on somebody here that's uh, you know in need. Hallelujah. This is what preaching's about. God bless you. Smile at somebody before you're seated. Amen. If you hadn't been friendly, hallelujah. Now's the time. And you may be seated in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, boy. When you read this story from the beginning, and, of course, we got on down in the chapter and started uh, close to the middle or to the end, uh, you find that, that they had called for Jesus early. Amen. In time for him to be from where he was, get to where from where he was, to Lazarus, and they believed that God, if he was there, amen, he could heal uh, Lazarus of his sickness. Amen. But see, there are a whole lot of issues and situations that God allows for reasons unknown to us. God delayed his time. You know, he did some other things on his way. Amen. But see, all of that was in the plan of God. He tried to explain that to a couple people even while he was doing that. But sometimes we don't get it. Amen. He just doesn't let us in on his plan all the time, though. Amen. We just pray our prayer, and it doesn't get answered right away or at least like we think it ought to be. And there's not enough emotion. There's not enough. We just, just nothing. And so he, he, just, he just doesn't explain himself to us. Amen. But Jesus could have made it to Lazarus' house before he died. Could have. What does that tell you? That tells me that my situation, my test or my problem that I'm struggling with and battling, listen, God could do it right now. There's no problem with God, with his power, amen. And he can heal me right. But it's not always in God's will to do it right now. I'm wondering, listen, just thinking out loud, if every prayer that I pray, boom, it just happened. It just, boom, it just happened, just happened. Listen, I would get to the place where I really, really wouldn't appreciate the power of God. I'd, I'd kind of take it for granted. Amen. I'm, I'm just thinking, there's probably lots and lots of reasons why he doesn't, but that's just one that's just kind of a glaring, you know, to me. Like, I, it would become commonplace. That's why if we shouted and did what we did earlier and just kind of broke loose around here, we would not appreciate, amen, the powerful move of the Holy Ghost. But God just gives us a little little leveling out place and little plane. You know, I, I, read, I read a story one time about a stretch of highway where they kept having wrecks years and years ago. They kept having fatal accidents on this straight, smooth highway. And they sent people out to test, to look, they look for bumps, for potholes. They look for situations that might, what's, why are people just running off the road and killing themselves? Long, long stretch of highway with no bumps, no curves, no hills or nothing. And they said it was boredom. 
it was so smooth and so straight and everything was so perfect that they all just, maybe they, they did go to sleep. They just went in a daze. It's just open road and nothing to bump into or hit. But they just let the car get away from them or the vehicle and they went out and hit a tree somewhere and they died. It could be that way spiritually. After a while, it's all smooth. It's all good. It's all coming together all the time. And so why would we need to pray? Why would we need to get? No, no. But it doesn't do that, unfortunately, for some of us. We do get sick. We do mess up. Amen. These old bodies wear out on us after a while. Amen. We get new creaks and new pains. And amen. Here and there, the older we get. Amen. So, so, so we, we tend to pray. Oh, Lord, let's just pray about this now. Amen. The best thing to motivate us is trouble. Everything's going good till we get that phone call. I remember working right in this building, right in this building and uh, years ago. And, of course, we were redoing everything and working on it. And I remember my, the phone rang in that little office back here. And I, it was my sister and, you know, we talk. I have, My siblings, we chat every week almost. My sister's every two or three, four weeks maybe, but my brother's every week. Uh, the two that I've got left. But I remember I was just tied up busy. And that's back when I was healthier and I could work and I was all around here with a group of people probably on a Saturday. And I remember, I remember my sister, my younger sister, Clara, she just wanted to talk, and I, I, you know, and I just said, Claire, you know what? I said, let, I'm, I'm really busy right now. Let, it, let me call you back. She said, and I, and I was ready just to hang up, and she said, no, no, no. She said, don't hang up. It's Mama. That phone call. Mama's, uh, it looks like Mom's about to die. I mean, I, everything else that was valuable to me, everything else that was important to me, that had my mind and my life cluttered up and I'm trying to get to this and that, all of that dissipated. All of that left me and there was nothing left but that phone call, nothing of any value except what she told me on that phone. This is what gets us to the point where we cry out to God. We wouldn't do it. We would busy ourselves with this and that and be occupied with every. Thing that comes along, amen, but some, once in a while, amen, that thing, and God allows that, by the way, amen, trouble comes, amen, to get us motivated to do what we ought to have been doing, but we won't do it. Tell me, what do we need to do? I think we began to pack up right then and began to get ready to head. It looks like mom's not going to make it this time, amen. That's how it works, and it's not pleasant, and it's not fun. And we don't like to think about it. We tear up, amen, on anniversaries and birthdays and amen, and certain times where we got the Christmas, amen. And so, you know, but, but it's what God does. It's this wilderness that we're living in, amen. It, it, but, the, but even the land that we're going to, amen, the Lord said it's going to be a land of hills and valleys. Won't be boring there either, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. So God doesn't let us know what he's doing. You just have to learn how God works. Amen. And so, you know, the scripture's clear, amen, that, that Jesus did love, indeed, he loved Lazarus. Amen. He, it was, he called him his friend. Amen. But, but Jesus took time out for others on his way to heal his friend. And Mary said, if you would have been here, Lazarus would not have died. 
she had faith that he would heal him and could and would, but that was the end of her faith. I want to talk about that a little bit. This demonstrates that there is a limit to what we believe God will do, every one of us. There's a limit to what he will actually do for us. Even those of us who have had a relationship with God and we know he loves us, and, 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 but there is a point where our faith seems to dissolve or it seems to terminate and death is one of them. I remember when a lady, sweet lady died in this church, passed away. Hallelujah. Some of y'all remember Sister Nancy Lee? Just sold out to God, just sold out. And she was in that hospital, Northwest Hospital over in Randallstown. And we all gathered and all of her friends that knew how to pray and knew her. She had made a statement before she died. She said, when I die of this cancer, I want y'all to get around that bed and pray for me and God's going to raise me up. She really believed that. She really believed that. And she had us believing it. And she had folks who wouldn't leave. Now, she, before she died, though, uh, she's supposed to die way before she did. But she had all of us and a bunch of other folks praying for her. And she just kept holding on and kept holding on. Listen. The doctor called the family in and they asked me to go with them and I went in and sat with them. It was actually in the foyer of the, of the hospital. And here's what the doctor said, the doctor that was taking care of her. She said, he said, I know that, that you folks believe in prayer and you all have faith. Listen, the world knows. I don't know what kind of, if he was religious or just had recognized this, uh, you know. But, but he, said, he said, God's got her by the hands, but you all got her by the feet and you won't let her go. Let me tell you something, folks. Prayer and folks recognize this all over the world. Amen. Prayer is much more powerful than some folks think it is. Some folks think that you pray when there's nothing else to do. You've, you've heard people say, well, all, all I could do is pray. No, no, that's the most powerful thing you can do is pray. It's not the last thing you do. But the doctor recognized the fact the reason she hadn't died because y'all won't let her go. If the world recognizes that and see, you know, in doctors, you get to talking to doctors, they may not be religious, but they're spiritual. They've, they've looked right in there. That's what they told me. The doctor and a nurse told me. They said, Pastor, when, when we cut in there, we're going to tell you something. That's the very center of your life. Now, it got kind of spiritual to me. They said, that's why, that, and you medical folks around here, you understand this. They said, you're going you're gonna to have, when you get through this, you're going to have feelings and emotions that will get a hold of you that you never had before. I kind of doubted that, you know, because we've got a surrounding of people uh, supporting us and praying with us and for us. I'm going to tell you, if I had not had that, I could have actually had a nervous breakdown, you know, because I, I would cry when I was supposed to laugh and and when I was happy, I, I was weeping because it looked like I wouldn't felt like I was sad. I really did. It was going all directions. They, I'm simply saying they were right. They got right in there where I was living and did some repair work on the plumbing part of my heart. <laughs> and it messed me up. It could have messed me up big time because probably you're really not supposed to go in there and mess with all that. Hallelujah. That's really probably wasn't the plan of God. I'm glad that they did because I was like on the brink of having a, a heart attack which would 
would have took me out of here most probably. Amen. But people recognize that. Amen. There's power. Amen. Amen. Out there. Amen. Available to us. Hallelujah. And if we just believe in that and seek God, amen, like he said, he said, the day that you seek me with your whole heart. That's not, that doesn't sound like a, like I'm giving up kind of a prayer. Well, I ain't nothing else to do. I can just pray about it now. You know, like that's just the sm- smallest, tiniest little thing. No, no. That's not what we're talking about here. When you, when you get hungry enough for God, when you get sick enough of this world and the sin that's in this world and the thing that drags, listen, people have this so confused. Well, I have to go to that church and I, you know, listen, you line up already. You line up just, you do exactly what the world tells you to do. When the world says frog, you hop. That's, what, that's the truth of the matter. We don't like that. I got my freedom. I can do it. No, you don't. In the world, you don't have freedom. When you come into the church and surrender to God, that's when you're real. You get loose from the world. Amen. Amen. And all the things, and it'll get a hold of you, folks. Amen. And you get to the place where you can't get loose except, amen, for a miracle from God. Amen. This is where freedom really is. <laughs> Hallelujah. But this demonstrates that there is a limit. Just like if you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. Now he's in the grave. Whew. Listen, Jesus specializes in impossible situations. He's a specialist in that. That's what he does. Hallelujah. Amen. But anyway, this is how we think. This is a demonstration of that right here. Amen. He's dead now. That means that it's too late to do anything. It's over. Hallelujah. I mean, all over but to cry. And the fat lady already sung her song and everybody heard it. Hallelujah. When we pray for that job and someone else is hired instead of us, Amen. We tend to give up on in our spirit. Like, well, you know, well, it was a good thought, but that's down the drain. No, 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 no. God's got something better for you. That's how you think nowadays. Oh, well, it's all, you know, I, I will give. No, no. It, other things can happen, amen, when God puts his hand in this. Paul said that God would do exceeding abundantly above all that we're able to think. You can't even think deep enough and big enough. Amen, to cover the things that God might do for you if you just continue to have faith and trust in God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the things that God can do. I remember a story I heard about a guy that I remember when I was just a young boy. Amen. Uh, it, was a, it, was, it, was a, it was a guy named Paul. Uh, amen. This guy was an old-time Pentecostal preacher. His first name was Ford, Ford Hall. Old-time preacher that if there, was a, if there was a church, he had his own church, but if there was a church service going on somewhere, he would drive and just show up at church and be in church and worship with whoever he could. And just, a, just a good old guy, amen. But, 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 but I don't know what happened, but his, he had a whole bunch of boys, I mean, it was seven or eight or I mean, nine of them. I one girl I remember. I think she might be the only one. But I'm telling you, those boys were literal outlaws. Here was the preacher that lived for God, 
you couldn't put your finger on him, just a great saint of God. But, but they were about as mean and as tough as they come. Amen, the boys were. And their dad, amen, what he was, it was, just, it was, it was black and white. It was opposite, amen. But they tell a story uh, of one of the boys and, and, of course, one or two of his outlaw friends or buddies uh, who, who, I started to say, stole the battery, but they just took the battery out of Brother Ford Hall's truck. And they were out there, out by the old truck. He lived out in the country. But they said when Brother Hall came out of the house to get in his truck that evening to go somewhere, they stood by with that grin on their face watching him because they, you know, they just did what they wanted to do. And they were mean and hateful about it. And they said, we wonder what's going to happen what he's going to look like and act like when he gets in that truck. We took the battery out. They said Brother Hall came out and got in his truck and he started his truck up and drove away. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you see, that's just too much for some of us right here. Like, no, no, that that can't happen. No, the dead can't rise either, but it does happen. It does happen. It happens with people who believe. Just keep on believing. Just keep on trusting. Keep on holding on. God is able. Hallelujah. Somebody said, well, I just don't believe that. Well, that's your problem. We need to start working on that right now. Jesus said, roll away the stone. Mary said, Lord, by now he stinks. He's been dead four days. No, 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 no. Let's just go by what the Lord said to do. Listen, he always gives us something to do before he actually performs a miracle. Notice that. You know, you think God would have had any problem rolling that stone away, Brother Ruck? No, he could have got, he could have got the stone away. If he could raise the dead, he can move a stone. It was one of those rolling kind of, it was just a cave, and they rolled it out of groove, and they would roll that stone in it. But he gives us something to do. We talked about it earlier. Get those hands up. That, what are you doing? When you decide to make a lap around the church, when you decide to get out in the aisle and say, you know, I used to dance for the devil, but now I, I didn't quit dancing. I just changed partners. Hallelujah. I keep dancing. All right? When you do that, somebody could say, somebody could say, what in the world are you doing? You could say this. I'm just rolling the stone away. I'm getting ready for God to do something really big around here. And so I don't want anything to get in the way to hinder what God might want to do whenever he does want to do it. Amen. So I'm going to keep on worshiping. Sister Jan, I'm just going to keep on believing God. I'm going to trust him. Amen. My life is in his hands. Hallelujah. And the world can go ahead and do and believe what they want to, all right? But I'm trusting in Jesus. He does heal the sick. He does raise the dead. He does give us new jobs. Amen. He does open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on us that we won't have room. That's what he does. And he loves us. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so, he, so he gives us something to do. It's tons of scriptures come to mind. That's when he told Peter, Peter, launch out into the deep. Peter said, but Lord, we've toiled all night long. Listen, God could have sent a whirlwind and 
brought in all the fish in the sea if he wanted to. And brought up. That's what God can do. I mean, if he spoke all this into existence, amen, let there be light and there was light, okay? That's the kind of God we're serving, all right? Amen. But he gives us something to do, like come to the house of the Lord. Make your way to that altar. Lift your hands. Clap your hands. Shout with a voice of triumph. Amen. Praise him on the drums. Praise him on the high sound. That's what we're doing. He said to worship him, praise him. Amen. Peter said, Lord. Now, Peter was a professional. He knew about fishing. He knew about the water, and he knew about the boats and the net. But Jesus said, just launch out in the deep water. Lord, we've been fishing all night, and we've taken nothing. But Jesus didn't back down on his word. I, I, I don't know how long that little exchange of conversation went, but I just have my own, I just have my own, you know, definition and my own rendition of that. Amen. My version. When he said, Lord, we've, we've toiled all night. I mean, there's just nothing out there. I mean, and we're worn out. Amen. I just feel like Jesus just kept looking at him. And when he met those eyes, that's when he said, nevertheless, <laughs> at thy word. And you know what? I've preached a message about this. We always preach about faith, y'all. Listen to me closely. Amen. Some of you heard this a bunch of times. I'm sorry if you have to hear it again. But, but I've always preached about it. I'm a faith preacher. I believe that by faith all things are possible to them that believe. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. That's what he said, all right? So I'm a faith preacher. But let me tell you something else that works, and I finally had to learn this by this scripture right here. Peter had no faith, zero. He proved it by every action that he had right here. Lord, you know, we, we done fished all that. And I'm a fisherman. I know about all this stuff. They're just not out there. We're just, we just in the wrong place or something. Something's, you know. But nevertheless, at thy word, obedience, the old prophet Samuel said, obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. If we can get folks to learn how to obey. Now, I'm not looking for a chance to be the big boss. I'm not, I'm not looking for, you know, I'm, I don't want to get you under my grip. I want to get you in God's grip, all right? I done been boss man long enough, and I'm not just not seeking a higher place with more authority and more power. But I'm just telling you how this works, amen, if we just obey God. But normally God does put a man in that place to get you to do that. That's normally how it works. Some guy, and sometimes you have no confidence in, sometimes you don't like, amen. So we have, that's, that's a test, like, you know, I done, discovered a flaw in him and he's got some doctrine that I don't believe in. I don't Listen, if you just bite the bullet and go ahead and obey, even if you don't have faith, and, and let me tell you what, he's Jesus, he didn't even totally obey Jesus. He said, let down your nets, plural. That's what the King James does, plural, let down your nets. So he probably had a net on either side, maybe one in the back. But the Bible said he went out there, you know, kind of half-hearted obedience. He went out there and he let down the net Singular. He just going, well, I'm going to just, he, okay, I'm going to let it down. He, I'm going to let one net down. Ain't nothing out here. I already tried this all night long. Hallelujah. And you know the story. The net was filled to capacity with fish. It was so much, it was about to sink the boat. He had to call for, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be awesome if we had to call for other pastors and other churches? Brother Green from somewhere, y'all come help us. We got so many people here. We don't know what to do with them. We can't handle them. We need to help our boat sinking. How'd you like to get so many blessings that your boat's about to go down? 
Yeah, I see some. I see Sister High End. Me too. I'm with you on that. I'm Lord. I'm just so tired of being poor. (laughs) I'm tired of doing. My mom used to say, "Well, Charlie, poor people have poor ways." And God must, she just say another statement, God must have really loved poor people because he made a lot of them. <laughs> but the truth is God didn't make them. They made themselves that way for the most part. Amen. Because the world is out there. Amen. Amen. The harvest is ready, all white. Amen. And I like to say this, the white is harvest. That's the King James. I like to say, no, no, it is white. It's brown. <laughs> it's red. Amen. It's black. It's every kind of color. Yeah, that, the harvest is out there. But the laborers are few. Amen. You know what get us to work? You know what put us to work, really get us to work, doing the things of God? Amen. Just having faith in God. Amen. But Peter did launch out. He did obey with no faith, and God blessed him anyway because he obeyed. Amen. If you can't seem to get your hands up and praise and worship, amen, it could be the one thing that's hindering your miracle. I'm just waiting on God. I'm just waiting on the Lord. When God gets ready, I'll shout. No, I'm going to shout until he does come. I'm going to shout until he does move on me. Amen. I'm going to shout before the blessing gets here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come on, let's go ahead and just stand together. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not done yet, but I'm going to go ahead and close. Amen. Praise God. Listen, I already said it, but I want to position myself just right so when God does decide that he's going to send my miracle and send my blessing, amen, amen, nothing will hinder. Listen, God could have moved that stone with no problem but he wants us to be involved in it. Now, God's not an intruder. Some of you quiet people and reserved folks, he's not an intruder. Uh, you know, uh, he, he, he's a God of order. I mean, he won't break line, you know. He won't, he won't do that. He won't push his way in. He simply said this, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens the door. See, you've got to open the door. He said, I'll come in. You know, some folks get around the holy rollers, the apostolics, and they're like, ooh, we're afraid somebody's going to get on. Don't worry. You know, you have to be hungry for it. You have to say, you know what? I see those people with joy. Amen. I see the smiles on their faces. I see the sincerity. And then I want, that's when you can receive this. But you can sit around all day long, you know, people shouting all around you. It won't, it won't get off on you most probably. Amen. You'll be safe. Hallelujah. But if any man opens the door, I will come in. Hallelujah. We have to learn how to get the door open to the blessings of God. Hallelujah. And let me just give you a couple here. There's plenty. Amen. God cannot resist a broken and a contrite spirit. Cannot. I'm saying that because God will come to that. He can't resist it. Hallelujah. person that's broken. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, he knows the difference between crocodile tears and, and real brokenness and real repentance. God, God knows the difference in that. Hallelujah. But if when a person is honestly broken, I am a sinner. I mean, I just hadn't done what I should have done and could have done and ought to have done, maybe even 
this week, maybe even today. But if we're if we're sorry for that, truly sorry, God will come to that anyway. We look around sometimes as humans say, "Look, I just know what they did. You know, they just that was yesterday. That was last week. They've been unfaithful. They hadn't been loyal. They run their mouth. They gossip. They didn't pay their tithes. Can't depend on them." You know, we need to quit that because at that moment when a person becomes broken, oh God, you don't know what's going on in the spirit, in that person's spirit, and God, you don't know that. So we just have to take this by faith. God's doing the work right now. I'm not gonna I'm gonna forget about what happened back yesterday, last year, last why you no. God is is a God of here and now. Hallelujah. And he's a God of the future. You know, he used to say hypocrites in the church. You know, you know, I like to you know I like to address that. You know, it's just people who's making mistakes, falling down, getting back up, falling down again. That's that's all that is. That's what the church is made up of. And we're all doing what we can, the best we can. We're struggling with our flesh who don't want to do right. Don't want to submit. A lot of people say, I'm the boss. I do nobody's told me. You know, well, that's how's that working out? Where's the peace? Where's the joy? Listen, if we could learn how to go by God's plan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. We try it if we want. We can try it. Most of us have tried it. Don't work. Amen. Hallelujah. When our heart is tender toward God truly are sorry for our shortcomings and how we've acted. I'm talking about getting the door open. I mean, getting God involved, not just a service and a preacher. We just do what we can, but we depend on God to do it. I'm talking about getting the door open for God to come in and sup with us and with Him. Number two is just, we talked about it earlier, it's praise. God resides in the praises of His people. Amen. To praise means to magnify. means to lift up to a higher and a loftier position. Amen. It's no wonder some people seem to never get blessed. I mean, uh, their God is so small. If he's a little God to you, then you know you won't get blessed. But the Bible talks about in Psalms 34 and 3, it said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. How does that go? Hallelujah. There's, a, there's some more of that scripture. can't remember how it is, but it talks about, about some other good things. But, but, but exalting God. Amen. Now, we can't make God bigger than what he is, but to us, he becomes bigger because we magnify him. You ever put a magnifying glass on things? And you're like, whoa, I didn't know an ant looked like that. But to us, God needs to become, we magnify him, he becomes bigger than us. Hallelujah. Amen. He's not just on the mountain either. Amen. We see him everywhere. That means he's in the valleys as well as in the mountains. And so when you're down there being tested, you're being tried, you're going through the meat grinder, guess what? God is there. Let me tell you, let me just get that a little more plain. Listen, God is in the lion's den. That's why we have the story in the Old Testament of Daniel and the lion's den. Hallelujah. That's why it's there. Because in, in, in a sense, we go through ugly, bad, scary situations. That's our lion's den. God's there. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. He's right there with us. Oh, hallelujah. 
I think it's going to be all right, though. Amen. He's in our fiery furnaces. That means that God is in the worst possible situation you have ever been in, and he promises never to leave you. David said it this way. I want to close with this. David said, surely goodness. We've got to get this part. Amen. You might be just suffering today. Some of you probably are in the middle of a test, feeling guilty. David said in the, in the 23rd Psalm, in, the ver, in verse number 6, he said, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And he went on to say, And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What does that mean? It means just what it said. It means wherever I go, amen, mercy and goodness. I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I picture, picture, you ever have a little pet dog? little pet dog and you can't get out of the way from them y'all got dogs all over the place you know big dog little dog and a, and a dog is man's best friend and he just you 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 can't get away you know you wherever you go that dog that's goodness and mercy amen that's what David claimed amen I'm in the lion's den I'm in the fire furnace you read those stories God was there with those people amen I don't know what's happening in this test, but I know goodness and mercy is not very far away from me. Amen. It's coming through sooner or later, and I like to believe it's going to be sooner. Hallelujah. But here's what he did. Amen. Jesus looked at the grave or the cave in the wall, amen, where the dead, lifeless body of Lazarus had been laid for, remember how many days? He'd been dead four days. Amen. And he called Lazarus by name. Amen. I know I lied. I was supposed to close on that one. But let me give you this last little bit here. Amen. He called him by name is what the scripture says. Lazarus, come forth. He said it with a loud voice. Amen. Some feel like that if Jesus had not specifically called Lazarus by name, being God manifest in the flesh, all the power in heaven and earth was right there. Amen. He had power over dead people. He had power to speak to the sea. Amen. And the wind and the waves obey him. They said, what manner of man is this that all of these things obey him? The elements obey him. Here he was. But he had to be specific. I don't know if this is true or not, but it sounds good preaching it. Amen. Amen. He, he, he called him by name. Somebody said, if he had not a specifically called Lazarus by name, everybody in the cemetery would have got up. Everybody in the grave would have come alive because this was God speaking. Come forth. And the Bible said Lazarus did come forth, but he was still wrapped. And it's just one other thing we got to do here. Amen. He did come forth. Amen. But he was wrapped up. He was looking like a mummy. That's how they did it back in those days. He was wrapped in grave clothes. He even had his face covered up. Amen. You know what Jesus did? Jesus said, loose him. And what are you talking about? Loose, unwrap him so he can walk good and take his, the thing off his face where he can speak to us and praise and, and do what he wants to do. Amen. You know, you know when you, when you, uh, when he said, here's one other thing. Y'all, I could loose him, but I want you to do it. What's that talking about? There's some folks who talk in tongues, get baptized in water. What happened? They just come out of the grave. They just come from the dead. They were born again and new birth. But they still don't really know what's going on because they're all wrapped up. 
It's our job, Christian Revival Center Church. It's our job to explain scriptures to them. It's our job to teach them a Bible study and tell them that they have power, amen, in their corner, on their side. They can live a different life. They don't have to live like their daddies and their grandpas and and their grandmas. They don't have to cuss like a sailor anymore. You don't have to take drugs. You don't have to go out and get drunk just because most of the whole world. You don't have to do all of that. You can be free from all of that. It's our job to unwrap them and let them go. There's joy. There's peace. There's contentment. There's victory. And there's deliverance. And people can have a happy home. People give up on, no no wonder people don't get married anymore. They just move in together. Because marriage don't work anymore. Yes, it does. I said, yes, it does. It does work. It's the right thing to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Well, I'm feeling so much better since I laid my burdens down. I'm feeling so much better since I laid my burdens down. I feel better, so much better since I laid my burdens down. I feel better, so much better since I laid. Glory, glory, hallelujah, since I laid my burdens down. Glory, glory, hallelujah, since I laid my burdens down. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I laid my burdens down, glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I laid my burdens down, friends don't treat me like I used to. Since I laid my burdens down, friends don't treat me. Like they used to since I laid my burdens down to glory, 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 hallelujah. Since I laid my burdens down, glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I laid Hallelujah. my burdens down. Hey, here, here, here's what we need. Here's what we need. We need a few more people in the aisle. Amen. We need some of those Congo people out there. Maybe y'all come on out. Y'all get out in the aisle. Amen. I know y'all can dance. We need a few on this side to come over here when we come. We're fixing to get out of here in just a minute. Amen. It's what we, it's gonna be a sign right here. This is what it's gonna represent. We're gonna lay some burdens down right now. Amen. Just step out in the aisle. Some of y'all not getting very far out there in that aisle. It, it, it's, it's all right. I'm like the guy from the Philippines. It will not harm you, okay? <laughs> We're going to sing a little bit. You're welcome. Just 
make it a little crowded, a little more crowded. We got a little bit more. My burdens down. Sing glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I laid my burdens down. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I laid my burdens down. Don't treat me like they used to Since I laid my burdens down Friends don't treat me Hallelujah Since I laid Come on, my burdens down One more time, sing it with us Glory, glory Hallelujah Since I laid my burdens down Glory, glory Hallelujah Since I laid My burdens down I trust that you laid some of those things down. Amen. You have a great day today. Don't forget, next week, start planning on it now. Amen. Great speaker. Both services. Amen. Sunday morning, Sunday night at 6 o'clock. And then we're going to pull the stops out. Y'all want to be? Y'all wanna bring somebody to a holy roller? Bring them on, all right? We'll squeeze in some preaching, and the guy will not disappoint. Bring your family. Bring your friends. Amen. Sunday morning, Sunday night. Amen. God bless you. Amen. I love every one of you. Amen. Stay in touch. Stay close. Amen. Keep the faith. Hallelujah.
Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Um, if you are a child, I got your attention though. Um, if you are a child, will you please come up here? We are going to take a picture of all of our Sunday school children to put in those Christmas boxes that we're sending to wherever they go with our church information on it. If you want your child to be import, involved in this, go stand right there, baby. You want adults in the picture too? Okay, and if, you want, if you're an adult and you want to help out with the Operation Christmas Child, we're sending these to kids all over the world. Daniel, you want to come? Want to come take your picture, Daniel? Jacob, Jacob. IJ, you want to come be in the picture? Youth. Do y'all want the youth in there too? Zoe. Marceline. Zoe, you want to come be in the picture? Okay, youth. Youth. Why don't y'all come get behind them and just kneel down behind them? Yeah. Youth. Talia. Come get with them too. Connie, do you want some? Hey, hey, y'all scoot on the second row. Get on the second row. On the second row. Put them in there. 